In pro-life news this week, the Supreme Court decision allowing the Texas heartbeat law to stand is creating a stir with some companies like Uber and Lyft, the popular taxi alternatives, trying to undermine the law and even a bomb threat against a Texas pro-life group. But the law is estimated to have already saved the lives of over a thousand babies, and it has led to the courts approving other pro-life laws in other states. Meanwhile, there are pro-life victories in England and India too. This is the John Henry Weston Show. Stay tuned. Let's begin, as we always do, with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Texas heartbeat abortion law, which basically bans abortion after six weeks gestation, was able to go into effect September 2nd after the Supreme Court of the United States ruled 5-4 to four to reject an emergency request to block the law by abortion activists. Instead of having the state prosecute violators, it exclusively empowers private citizens to bring civil suits against abortionists or those who aid or abet abortions, punishable by a minimum of $10,000 in statutory relief per abortion. Texas Right to Life set up a website called Pro-Life Whistleblower, where concerned Texans can anonymously report abortionists who commit abortions after finding a heartbeat or without testing for a heartbeat, as well as anyone who would aid or abet abet such an abortion. Now, the web hosting giant GoDaddy, which is of course famous for originally advertising with scantily clad women, kicked Texas Right to Life off their platform, off their servers. And if you want to make your views about that known to GoDaddy, you can call GoDaddy at their 24-7 support line, 480-463-8390, and tell them what you think. Responding to GoDaddy's nastiness, Seth Dillon, the CEO of the popular Christian satire site The Babylon Bee, said he will be donating $20,000 to Texas Right to Life. You know, indeed, abortion activists are not very happy with the heartbeat law. So much so that one of them sent in a bomb threat to Texas Right to Life. Texas Right to Life was forced to evacuate its Houston headquarters late on Friday over an emailed bomb threat. Police were called around 10.15 a.m. September 10th after receiving the bomb threat, and while the police were on the scene, a postal worker delivered a suspicious package Officers immediately evacuated the building and called in the Houston Police Department's bomb squad. The bomb squad evaluated the package with an x-ray and determined the contents were not harmful. Meanwhile, the popular taxi alternatives Uber and Lyft have shown themselves to be abortion activists. Both companies have promised to pay the legal fees for drivers who are sued under Texas's new law, uh, the new heartbeat law. Lyft CEO Logan Green also said that he'd donate a million dollars to Planned Parenthood. Uber CEO Dara uh, Kazawali echoed Green's commitment to paying the fines of those Uber and Lyft drivers who aid and abet criminal abortions, by the way, driving uh, people to their illegal abortions. Uber has also 
cancelled a driver for refusing to drive a woman to an abortion facility. So if you ever wanted a motivation to get back to regular taxi service, you've got it now. The CEO and co-owner of a video game development company called Tripwire Interactive has also been forced out of his job after he made comments on Twitter in support of the Texas law. John Gibson wrote on September 4th on Twitter, quote, Proud of U.S. Supreme Court affirming the Texas law banning abortion for babies with a heartbeat, end quote. He added that as an entertainer, I don't get political often, yet with so many vocal peers on the other side of the issue, I felt it was important to go on the record as a pro-life game developer. Gibson stepped down as CEO of Tripwire Interactive as of September 6th, two days after the tweet, according to the company, and he co-founded the Georgia-based corporation in January 2005. Not surprisingly, the Biden administration has launched a federal lawsuit Thursday against Texas over the law, claiming it violates both federal law and long-standing judicial precedent. I guess he thinks he knows better than the Supreme Court. Well, in a press scrum, Biden lambasted the Texas law, suggesting it is un-American. Have a look. The most pernicious thing about the Texas law it sort of creates a vigilante system where people get rewards to go out to, anyway. And it just seems, I know this sounds ridiculous, almost un-American, what we're talking about. But the heartbeat legislation in Texas has also had positive feedback around the nation, as several states have already signed similar legislation. On Thursday, Governor Kevin Stitt of Oklahoma celebrated nine new pro-life laws, including a heartbeat bill, with a ceremonial bill signing. Governor Stitt was unapologetic about the pro-life direction of his state, saying, and I quote, I promised Oklahomans that I would sign every piece of pro-life legislation that came across my desk, and I am proud to keep that promise. Governor Stitt added, and I quote again, as a father of six, it is an honor to be the most pro-life governor in the country, and I will always step up to protect the lives of unborn children, end quote. And the Supreme Court win has already led to wins in other courts as well. The Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals on September 8th ruled in favor of Indiana's bid to enforce several pro-life laws, including a prohibition on chemical abortion, uh, that's chemical abortion drugs being dispensed through telemedicine, as well as establishing health and safety standards for abortion facilities. Two of the three federal judges on the panel ruled that Indiana would likely succeed in its legal battles and overturned a stay or pause on the enforcement of laws, some of which have been on the books for years. But rulings from the courts have not all been positive. On Tuesday, outside the United States, in Mexico, the Mexican Supreme Court struck down several articles that protected unborn life in the penal code of the Mexican state of Coahuila, potentially opening the door to legal abortion throughout Mexico. Currently, elective abortion is legal in Mexico City and in the states of Oaxa, Hidalgo, and Veracruz until the unborn child is 12 weeks of old. 
Since 2019, abortions for reasons of rape have been permissible throughout the country, though elective abortion has remained illegal. Coelia is the most recent state to change its tune on the legality of abortion, although decriminalized does not make the procedure legal per se. Coelia uh, shares a border with the American state of Texas, by the way. So Mexico, of course, is home to the famous apparition of Our Lady of Guadalupe, who appeared almost 500 years ago to St. Juan Diego in what is now Mexico City. Our Lady of Guadalupe is the patroness of the unborn, and historically, Mexico, a devout Catholic nation. Um, the abortion debate, however, is very contentious in Mexico, even among Mexicans who do not practice the faith. Almost immediately after the pro-abortion decision, a major earthquake struck near the port of Acapulco, and the quake was measured at a 7.1 magnitude on the Richter scale, and aftershocks of it were felt as far inland as Mexico City. Over a million people were left without power for a time, and so far, at least one person has been killed as a result. Meanwhile, in India, the High Court of the Indian state of Kerala dismissed a mother's request to abort her 31-week-old baby, stating that, quote, right to life of an unborn cannot be treated differently from a born child. And this is quoting directly from the ruling of the uh, Indian court. In the absence of any threat to the life or health of the mother, the reproductive choice of the mother, which is a facet of the fundamental right guaranteed to her under Article 21 of the Constitution, will have to give way to the right of the unborn to be born. Article 21 of the Indian Constitution secures two rights, the right to life and the right to personal liberty. The ruling says, quote, the unborn has life from the stage it transforms into a fetus. If the unborn has life, though it is not a natural person, it can certainly be considered as a person within the meaning of Article 21 of the Constitution, for there is absolutely no reason to treat an unborn child differently from a born child, end quote. And speaking of good pro-life news internationally, the UK held its annual March for Life on Saturday, gathering around 4,000 pro-life activists who marched through the streets of London with the slogan, Life from Conception, No Exception. The march ended in prayer with a blessing from Bishop uh, Swabek of the Diocese of Lancaster. And I'll sign off on this happy note for Wednesday, September 15th. May God bless you. The river is full of little drops of rain, and each one of you, each contribution, is a little drop that's making that river great. So whoever you are, wherever you're from, whatever your faith, whatever holds your life together, whatever experiences you've been through, and whatever awaits us along the road, let's value this moment. Abortion's the number one issue for today because the right to life is the most fundamental human right of all. So if you're not going to argue for the right to life for everyone, then all other human rights are, are extinct. In a society where unborn babies are not valued, how can you really value anything else? Because we abolished the death penalty for the guilty. Why do we still have it for the innocent?
today I have come to support March for Life. I have been there, I've been through it, and I know how difficult it is. Sometimes you need somebody to let you know that you can do it, no matter how difficult it is. Abortion is not giving an opportunity for another life to live. You don't know what that child is going to be. No reason is good enough to have the abortion. Every reason is good enough to give it a life. I'm here today knowing that if a pregnant woman walking down the street sees the march and she's considering abortion, she might hear us, she might see us, she might see one particular banner, the banner I saw, and she might cancel her abortion. In years to come, when people look back with clarity at this number one issue, the greatest human rights violation of all time, and they ask, how could there be so many bystanders? Let no one be able to say that among those bystanders was you or me. Hi, this is John Henry Weston, the co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News. I'm coming to you today because we want to be sure that we're communicating clearly with you, our loyal followers. Things are really heating up, as I'm sure you can see. Christians, conservative truth-tellers are being targeted, are being banned from social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at an alarmingly fast rate. They are attempting to suppress any narrative that does not fit that of the mainstream media. We knew this day would come. We have been warning everyone who would listen and attempting to build up alternative platforms to continue to reach you. We have established ourselves on all sorts of platforms I'm going to explain in a minute, but the most important thing to do is come direct to LifeSiteNews.com because there we will always be. But we've also established ourselves on platforms like Parler and MeWe, and our videos can be found on Rumble as well. We would love to see each of you on those platforms too, as they are not censoring or suppressing the truth that we are sharing every single day. More than these alternative social media platforms, we highly encourage you to subscribe to our email newsletter. We have really built up a large list of loyal readers on our email marketing platform, and we have prepared several backup plans for, well, I want to say if, but it's really when, we are removed from our current platform as well. Additionally, I really encourage you, as I said before, to make it a regular habit to go directly to lifesitenews.com. Make it your homepage. While all of these different platforms are an excellent way to curate your news, going directly to our website means that you will never encounter any censorship or sudden loss of LifeSite News reporting. Here's the thing. We will never stop sharing the truth. We founded this organization with the mission to be the life, family, and culture source for men and women who seek to know the truth. We have established a track record of honest reports, and this will never stop even with censorship happening around the globe. Again, I'm encouraging you to join us on Parler, MeWe, Rumble, and on our email list. You can find all the direct links in the description of this video. May God bless you and keep you, and we are so thankful that you've chosen to follow and support LifeSite News.
I'm John Henry Weston, co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News.